Hi guys, this is uh, Eric Chevalet with uh, Bearing Point and today you're listening to 5 Minutes Ahead. So today I have the pleasure to have with me uh, Fabien Baratti. Yes, hello. So Fabien, can you maybe introduce yourself? Sure. Um, so I'm, as you said, the co-founder and CEO of Emissive. Uh, this is a company I, uh, I founded with, uh, with Emmanuel, my partner, in 2005. So it's been uh, 18 years uh, this year. And we specialize in creating immersive experiences, meaning that uh, we use vir virtual reality mostly and also augmented reality to create experiences, uh, experiences for uh, companies, uh, for events, for training, uh, but also for museums. Uh, in terms of cultural mediation. And um, now we're focusing in a specific format that we call the immersive expeditions uh, that is really um, focused on the uh, a more general public and uh, which is a unique kind of experience. Okay. So 2005, I didn't have that in mind. So, so can you tell us a little bit how you come into, into the immersive world back in 2005 and how it looked like back then? Um, so in 2005, I was uh, almost out of the school. Uh, I did some uh, freelancing uh, before creating Emissive. But uh, in that specific school, uh, I learned... Um, 3D, uh, but uh, real-time 3D, uh, which is uh, an important um, difference. Uh, real-time 3D for not not only for games, but for, for other purposes as well, other use cases. Um, and so this is still what we're doing right now. We use real-time 3D uh, to do any kind of uh, uh, experience. Uh, real-time 3D, th real 3D is uh, basically uh, what we use in uh, in all the video video games, uh, we use uh, uh, real time three D engine um, to to create uh, those games. But uh, those uh, uh, those three D engines can uh, also uh, be used for other uh, use cases. And so um, uh, we we started to to develop uh, those use cases to answer the needs of different uh, clients at the time. Uh, for training or uh, for um, communication. Um, so, uh, if I if if I'm talking only about virtual reality, uh, we um, we did some virtual reality project uh, in 2005, uh, but it was uh, quite different. Uh, there was there was no um, uh, cheap and, uh, and qualitative uh, virtual reality headset at the time. Uh, it was uh, huge, expensive um, devices. Uh, but still, we, it was a, a first step into this, um, uh, this world, uh, really. And, uh, and we got a lot of experiences from there. Okay. But so, so just for, for, for me to understand, what, what do you mean exactly by uh, real-time 3D. So I, I understand that it was not wearing a VR headset. So how did how did it look like? Um, so with virtual with the real-time 3D, you can uh, do many things, and uh, virtual reality in what is one of those things. So at at the moment when you, you wear a virtual reality headset and you have a virtual reality experience, it uses 
a real-time 3D engine. Um, so we used those engines uh, back in the time as well to create uh, uh, VR experiences. So with a headset or, or in a cave, uh, a cave is a, is a, a virtual reality um, environment uh, where you are in a, in a room with projection uh, everywhere, but those projections uh, are, are calculated in real time. Uh, depending mm -hmm. on your own position. So you have exactly the same feeling as wearing a headset. Um, but um, it's only for one person and it takes a lot of uh, space and, and money. <laughs> uh, but, so at the time, uh, big companies, uh, we work with big companies uh, because they, they could afford uh, to, to install caves. Um, to, have, to have that kind of yeah. setup. Yes. Okay, and who were, you, who, were, who were your clients at the time? Um, so we worked a lot with uh, Dassault System, for example. Yeah, I'm not uh, surprised. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, also with different uh, brands, um, luxury brands. Uh, we were still working a lot with, with the luxury brands, but also um, industrial companies uh, who wanted to, to, to train Uh, their uh, employees in a, in a new uh, new way, uh, let's say a different way, maybe a more effective way in, in certain aspects. Um, so this was the kind of uh, clients we, we worked with at the time. Okay. Okay, so that's very impressive because I'm, I'm trying to remember what I was doing in 2005 and the kind of technology I was using and for sure I was far from VR back then. Um, so, so you're starting with with training and 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 I'm assuming to, talking about uh, Dassault, probably a digital twin as well, or, or things like this. But what made you uh, come to immersive expedition, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. So um, we were doing, uh, like, like I said, training and communication experiences, but we are, we were also doing um, cultural experiences what we call cultural mediation experiences that you, ca that you could find in museums or uh, in other venues. Uh, and so, um, and actually, the first um, experience we created was uh, um, for Chateau de Versailles uh, in 2005. Uh, and so we always had this uh, um, like cultural educational aspect in our DNA. Um, and so this is something we wanted to to develop uh, in 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 our in our new content uh, in the content we we create as producer uh, inside the immersive expeditions. And immersive expeditions are both, uh, of course, content, but it's also a technology we've been developing uh, for years now uh, that allows uh, to manage a lot of people uh, in uh, in. Um, dedicated space um, and so maybe I can talk about that a bit about later but yeah. um, what brought us to uh, the immersive expedition format is both our um, love for culture and knowledge uh, and also uh, uh, our love for uh, virtual reality and um, what you can do with the virtual reality. Okay, so so be before we come to the the, the, 
the current uh, immersive expedition. Um, can you describe the, the, the key milestone, I would say, you go through from a technology standpoint over that 15, almost 20, 18 years period of time? You, you, you mentioned it earlier. What, what were the, the, I would say, the key milestone or the key breakthrough from a, from a technological standpoint? So the, the base uh, of our um, knowledge in, in the creation of, uh, of uh, experiences um, has always been the same. So creating a 3D environment, uh, characters, animations, um, it's still the same. There are still the same constraints. Um, there are more possibilities brought by, uh, by the, you know, the, the, the new graphic cards and so on, but it's still the same skills that we use uh, to create our experiences. The, the big breakthrough, I would say, uh, more for the development of, of the technology uh, was, of course, when the Oculus Rift was released um, because it, it brought uh, virtual reality for, for, I mean, it made it, I, would, I wouldn't say mainstream, but uh, uh, like it, it, made it, it made it affordable and qualitative at the same time. Um, and so it was a, a very big uh, step uh, for the technology at the time. And, and, and when you mean affordable, you mean by the, 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 the each individual, by the public and not so much by corporate anymore? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, okay. So so tell us a little bit more about those immersive experiences because uh, me, I, I saw some of them, but I'd like to hear from you where, where you stand and, and if you can describe a little bit what it means and how it works. Sure. So the immersive expeditions, um, they are location-based experiences. So that means that they are, if you want to experience them, you, you need to go to a, a, a dedicated venue. Uh, and what you can find in those venues is a, is a 45 minute experience uh, in which you're going to wear a, a headset, so it's a fully immersive. You're going to be able to uh, move freely inside a very, a very large space, so uh, more than 500 square meters. And you can do that um, with other people. So uh, usually you come with friends or family or colleagues and you can uh, you see each other, you communicate with each other, you interact uh, with each other, and you do um, you do that during the whole uh, adventure. Um, and uh, what you can see inside, uh, I will give you the example of the two immersive expeditions that has, uh, have been released uh, since last year. Uh, the first one was Eternal Notre Dame, uh, and in this one, uh, you start in the Middle Age in the center of Paris and uh, you see uh, the Cathedral Notre Dame being uh, uh, constructed, being built. Uh, you will meet some uh, characters that will uh, tell you about uh, the, the construction, about the history, about the purpose of the Cathedral. And you're going to visit it um, like, like, in, uh, like in real life, uh, but uh, uh, in a different time. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of things that you cannot see uh, uh, in uh, nowadays. Uh, you're going to access uh, uh, areas that don't, don't longer exist inside the cathedral, but also um, areas that are uh, close to the public. Uh, for example, the, uh, the, 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 the top of the tower or the inside of the bell tower of the cathedral. 
you can see it uh, as if you were there uh, inside Eternal Notre Dame. Um, it's uh, currently uh, in, uh, in operation in Paris. Uh, it's been in operation for now a year and a half. Um, and it's going to open very soon in Taiwan. And the, uh, the second title, the second immersive expedition is called, is called Horizon of Khufu. And this one is about the Great Pyramid of Giza, the Pyramid of Khufu, uh, that you can discover um, uh, in, uh, in like a, uh, present time, uh, but you will have access also to uh, uh, rooms and corridors and uh, areas of the pyramid that you cannot access in real time. And also uh, you will travel back in time 4,500 years ago to see the pyramid in, in its uh, original context uh, with the temples around and so on, all reconstructed with the help of uh, uh, an Egyptologist. Um, and actually, all our, our immersive expeditions are, um, we work with, uh, with scientists, with historians to recreate everything because um, it's important for us that everything is, uh, is right uh, in terms of um, um, knowledge uh, that, that, we can, that we share with the public. So it's really educational. But at the same time, it's an adventure. So uh, there is a, a, a big work on the storytelling uh, you, you meet a lot of different characters and um, so you have a lot of uh, emotion, a lot of sensation and at the same time it's a lot of education. Uh, so we try to bring all those uh, things inside the immersive expedition. But that it, it's, I, I haven't seen the, the last one with the pyramids uh, but, but I've been a couple of times already to visit uh, Notre Dame and it's true that uh, the ability to travel through the years because it's it starts in uh, 1400 something if I re remember correctly yes uh, and, and and so you see how it's constructed at the time you see how I mean you you you're basically walking in uh, Paris in the Middle Age and and you're seeing how the cathedral is built and and that's quite impressive and and the fact that you do it immersively. And I, I was just amazed, uh, amazed by uh, how they, they, they did it at the time. Um, so how long does it take to, to build something like Eternel Notre Dame? What's the work behind? I understand that you go through the history with the historian, but basically how long does it take? Yeah, so each title uh, takes uh, around a year and a half to create um, with a lot of... Uh, what we say pre-production work, so working with uh, with the experts um, and trying to build uh, a co coherent scenario um, and to um, project ourselves in the in in the in in, in the actual experience with the different scenes, uh, the staging, uh, the characters, everything. So we try to. Um, to build all of this, um, I mean, to imagine, imagine all of this uh, during maybe uh, six months, and then we have a year to uh, uh, to create it uh, for real. Uh, so it takes um, a year and a half to create uh, one title, one immersive expedition. Okay, and so and within emissive, so you're doing the storytelling, you're basically doing the script, uh, the development, and and everything from from end to end, or you you subcontract some of this work. 
and I'm thinking so, of the storytelling mainly. Yeah, so so we do everything uh, in house. Uh, I mean, uh, most mostly uh, everything um, because there are some specific things like uh, we need some. You know, we need actors, uh, or sometimes we need just a, a little more help in a certain. Uh, uh, areas because we have uh, we are 50 people but uh, sometimes it's not enough uh, to create those uh, big uh, productions um, but uh, storytelling is done uh, in-house even if uh, we also um, hire um, uh, writers uh, for, mm -hmm. for you know to 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 also help us in some ways um, so all the the content uh, I would say it's done in-house uh, by our team. So we have all the skills uh, to, to create uh, uh, an immersive expedition from A to Z. Um, and we also have, of course, uh, the, a, a team uh, of development because the creation of the content is one thing, but there is also the technology behind. Um, this is uh, obviously very, very important. And uh, we also have a dedicated team of developers uh, who work on the on this uh, on this platform of this operational platform? Okay. And um, the so a year and a half, um, and, and you're using the word production a lot. And 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 when I'm I'm listening to you, Fabien, it it sounds like uh, basically a movie that you're making. It's just that instead of going through a movie theater, you're going through a dedicated. Uh, uh, site and, and wearing VR headset. Is it is it correct to say there is some similitude in the production uh, aspect? Yes, it's uh, the, the 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 production um, and uh, even the distribution uh, and operation is and and overall the business model is close to the, the, the to to cinema. Okay. Um, yes. So it's like uh, at the moment it's like. Uh, uh, we've been like in the movies uh, 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 a century ago when it was uh, uh, growing and developing uh, and uh, we are at this current state at the moment with the immersive expeditions. Um, but yes, uh, the, the production of a title uh, is is like a movie. So we, 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 we are finding co-producers uh, to create this content, but it's also uh, an investment because uh, of course every co-producer uh, wants to get a, a share of the re of the revenue in the end um, and um, uh, it's also the same for the distribution part of those titles and um, the operation of those titles so that means that at the moment we, we are creating creating a network of venues capable of um, operating those immersive expeditions and uh, venues that will be able to receive uh, regularly new immersive expeditions exactly like a movie, movie theater uh, having uh, different uh, movies okay and, and and so you 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 mentioned that you were present in france and and uh, in uh, in asia uh, what, what are your next location where what are, what is your plan in terms of uh, expansion uh, abroad so right now we have uh, three venues operated in uh, in France, one in China, uh, one will be open in Taiwan uh, in uh, in a month, 
uh, and uh, more are going to be open uh, in France uh, in the rest of the year, but also uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the UK, uh, in the US. Uh, we have a lot of, <laughs> of, uh, of uh, launch uh, that are, uh, are planned for the rest of the year and of course for, for, for next year. Um, so those venues will open with our current titles, which are uh, Eternal Notre Dame and, um, and uh, Horizon of Khufu. Uh, but there will be also new titles coming. The next one uh, actually launches in uh, October. Uh, it's a co-production with the Museum of Natural History of Paris. And uh, this time it's, uh, uh, it's a travel back in time, uh, billions of years ago to understand, uh, uh, to understand life and the development of life. Uh, so we'll meet a lot of different uh, species uh, through time. And uh, it's, it's going to be quite an adventure. Um, so this will be the next uh, immersive expedition. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, I mean, we can see that those uh, those titles have, have a can have a long life. Uh, so uh, as I said before, um, Eternal Notre Dame has been uh, operated for a year and a half, uh, and uh, uh, Eternal Notre Dame is a is a is a, is a production from Orange, um, operated by Amaclio in France. Um, and uh, it, it, uh, it, uh, it's really a success. How, how many visitors do, do, do you have to date to Eternel Notre Dame? So, do you know? For Eternel Notre Dame, it's, it's a bit uh, harder for me to say because um, it's, uh, it's uh, Orange who, who owns uh, the, the title and, uh, and so every, uh, I would say, information about it. But um, for Horizon of Khufu, uh, because we we own uh, at, we own the title uh, at emissive, um, it's easier for us to say. Um, and uh, I think we are around now hundred and fifty thousand visitors um, since the launch uh, a year ago uh, in Paris. A year ago, it was already, and 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 one hundred and fifty thousand on two sites, right? Uh, actually, it was only one site from June to October uh, last year in Paris. Uh, in October, it opened in Lyon. Uh, it's, still, it's still in Lyon. Uh, and uh, it opened in Shanghai in, uh, in May. Um, so it's only, I would say, only one venue. And uh, now it's two venues uh, that are um, um, open that are operating uh, Horizon of Khufu. And soon there will be way more. <laughs> okay. And when is uh, Horizon on Khufu coming back to Paris then? <laughs> it, should be, it should be in Paris uh, end of the year. Okay. okay. Um, which, is, which is already quite uh, impressive. Do, do you see uh, differences in terms of uh, uh, participation and, and visitors when uh, uh, you are in France versus when you are in Shanghai? Or do we all uh, behave the same versus that kind of experience or are there specificities? I would say it's uh, very similar. I, um, I don't see really a difference. Um, uh, it attracts a, a very large um, audience, uh, so in terms of ages, but uh, so you, you you can see 
uh, of course uh, young people but also uh, um, older people uh, who come uh, as a family or friends uh, you can see uh, couples colleagues or people alone it's really large very large in terms of audience mm -hmm. um, so that's a uh, that's interesting to see and um, also um, yeah I mean I don't see really a difference between the, the public in Shanghai and the public in in France uh, which is always a good surprise um, so yeah we are very happy about that okay okay good uh, excellent so so what are next for you Fabian and, and Emissive do, do you have any new title in the pipe or because I, I guess you're busy opening several sites now but do you have st time for for future productions sure we we aim to up to to launch at least two new productions every year uh, so this this year there will be uh, only one new, which is the, the one we are creating with the Museum of Natural History and that will be launched in October. Um, but uh, early next year, there, was, there, was, there is a, a new, uh, new immersive expedition. This one more about fine arts in a very uh, famous uh, Parisian museum. Um, I, I cannot say yet, I okay. think, uh, <laughs> but uh, there, there are a lot of uh, very, very interesting topics um, uh, to develop and to, to produce uh, with this format of immersive expedition because uh, you, you really feel you are uh, there, you, you really feel you are, you are in, in, the, in, the, in this new world and you, you see, um, uh, for example, you see the, the, the Pyramid of Khufu in in the in in the context uh, and that's very important uh, to understand the monument but also to understand the history to understand the people who uh, who built it um, so it's so it's a, it's not um, something made to replace reality it's really complementary uh, with reality um, and uh, and uh, yes we are we have a lot of uh, new uh, productions coming in the in the in the next years. Okay, and what about uh, opening new sites, new geographies, or you're gonna e extend in in China, US, Europe? Yes, so um, we are um, hi hiring a lot at the moment to develop our deployment team because there are a lot of uh, uh, new venues uh, that are planned planned already uh, in this uh, next few months in. Uh, 2023, um, there are uh, five openings. So five, five, yes. So in different parts of the world, of the world, and um, and next year it will be uh, even bigger than that. Well. Fabien, bravo, because uh, I've been following uh, what you, you were doing for a few years now, and I'm, and I'm pretty impressed by uh, the, the, the scale now you're, you're achieving and, and the production, and, and I can't wait to see uh, um, the pyramids in Paris, because I missed that before they went to Lyon, and, uh, and, uh, and I'll be there to watch them for sure. Great. So, Fabien, thank you very much uh, for the, the discussion and uh, good luck with the, the coming openings. And uh, uh, guys, I'll see you soon. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Fabien. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.